This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening. Welcome to Part 9 of this amazing series. The, the excitement, it, it, just, you can't, it just oozes out. You can't, you can't hold yourself <laughs> anymore. Um, this, is be, um, this is being presented by the Chazak Organization and Torah Anytime. And this is being dedicated, special dedication, your full shlim of Malka Bas Rachel, Yosef Ben Rachel. Um, they should have a complete uh, spirit for Shlema. And um, send us your, send us, um, your um, names of people you, you, that um, maybe need for Shlema or, or um, uh, you have a yard site coming up, Lila Nishmas, whatever it is. Email us, email us the names. We will announce them, we will announce them in the future um, upcoming Shiram. Um, and um, email us your questions and, and also the names that to eventsachzak.org, E-V-E-N-T-S at C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org. Tell us where you're watching from. You're watching from, um, um, you're watching from New Mexico, you're watching from Alabama, you're watching from uh, the Pluto. Tell us where you're watching from. Give us your feedback. We, we really appreciate it. And um, to, um, we're going to start off, um, as we always do, with a very special email question from Anonymous. Um, uh, first time they said... Um, I really find the Tonya of Rafimi, your shirim that you give, very inspirational, very moving. I love the way you give over Torah to the world. Keep it going. Will there be free will in the times of Mashiach? Simple as that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. All the questions, all the comments, I appreciate it. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, Torah, anytime. Will there be free will when Mashiach comes? Well, very controversial question, which means there's a lot of matter that come out places, different opinions. I'm going to tell you one shot. I can't do more than what I was taught. This is from my Rebbe, the Rishishiv on Lakeport. He said that we know that the Rambam and the Chachamim introduced us a concept that when Mashiach is going to come, the Yitzhahar is not going to be around. And I believe that was your question. The Yitzhahar, the evil inclination, as the Americans call it, will not be around. So if there's no Yitzhahar, then there's no test to do a vera, to do a mitzvah, which ultimately means free will. Free will, bechira means you have a choice to choose between good and bad. Good and bad is in front of you. You have the choice and the power to choose if you want to do the right thing or the wrong thing. A smart person chooses the right thing. An unsmart person sometimes falls, which is fine. I mean, the Gemara says the person only does an avera in the chanaz b'ruch shtut. Only if a um, message smart spirit reaches head, that's the only way a person can sin. Because if a person will use his brain all the time, including myself, a person will never sin. So if a Mashiach is going to come, we're not going to have Yitzhahara, it means we're not going to have free will. So my Rabbi, the Rishi Shiva, Rabbi Yochum Olshin, said interpretation like this. It doesn't mean Hashem will take away the Yitzhahara. What it will mean, and this is an unbelievable lesson, what it will mean is that when Mashiach is going to come, truth is going to be so clear value is going to be undisputed. Priority is going to be undisputed. When Mashiach is going to come, no one is ever going to, oh my gosh, no one's going to debate us, hey Rabbi, what's the point of life? To make money all day or to learn Torah? Hey Rabbi, does God really exist? Come on. Hey Rabbi, is it really true that Torah is the best thing in the world? All this nonsense is not going to be around when Mashiach is going to come. 
the or, the light, the light in the world, everything will be crystal clear. The Torah is the way. Hashem is the way. There's nothing more enjoyable than learning Torah. Who in the world would want to do it a Vera if all it does is damage the person? So what it means that there's going to be no Yitzhahara, what it means is that there's no need for... It's like uh, it's like you have a criminal who is just in jail. He's doing nothing. It doesn't bother you, but just slack him up and he's done. Who even wants to be a criminal in the first place? The Yitzhahara will be a criminal. The Yitzhahara will be locked up. There will be no use for him because everybody wants to do what's good. There's no reason for police in the street anymore. There's no reason for stop signs. No reason for traffic lights. Why? Because every person is going to be honest. Every person is going to want to learn tarot. Every person is going to be calm, patient. Every person is going to speak nice to each other. No Lashon Hara. Respecting each other. Daving to Hashem. So what it means to say there's no Sahara. What it means to say is no person will even want to go there. No, even, no person will even want to think of using the Sahara and doing it a verb. But not that literally the Sahara will be destroyed. The lesson is, Abutai, right now we have a... Right now we have an opportunity to grab as many Torah and Mitzvot as possible. Right now we have the free will. Let's do as much good as possible while you can. Hopefully Mashiach will come tomorrow morning right away. And then we're going to be the biggest heroes. The fact that we chose to do what's right when times were hard. Okay. Then amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Another question. Um, um, where, 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 where? In, uh, we see the users. They, they, they're so into it. They, 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 they quote. They cross-reference what we said previously, and then they ask a question about it. So they wow. said, for a person, um, for a person who's going to yeshiva, um, we we said previously that that, that that when you were in yeshiva, you won't stay in the base measures for weeks. How do you get to the level of not being distracted during uh, during during the time when you're in, uh, in yeshiva. yeshiva? Wow, beautiful question. Beautiful question. Thank you so much for the question. It makes me feel so good when every time I remember the days of learning in yeshiva. The sweetest, sweetest years were sitting and learning. And even though right now I have this phone, okay? And by the way, I have a story about this phone. What? One time I went to the Israel embassy over here in the city. Because Baruch Hashem was Israeli, I wasn't born in America, but I'm a citizen of the war. Don't ask me why I did it, but I'm a citizen right now. So basically, I went to the Israel embassy for the passport. So by the check-ins, they make you take everything out of the pockets. So I took out a phone like this. It's going back like five, six years ago. And the Israeli lady was like, Mazen, Mazen. I was like, this is my phone. He's like, is that telephone? I was like, yeah, the telephone kashel. It's like, I'm kashel at Pesach. She asked me, is it the base? I was like, no. Ends up being, they thought this was a grenade. I'm just saying, this is a beautiful phone over here. So although right now all I have is this phone, in yeshiva, we didn't even have this. The best, best life ever is being totally disconnected from all the nonsense that's going on. They're being disconnected from the world and plugging, plugging away and learning. Now to answer your question, I'm sorry for answering your question. To answer your question, how does a person train himself not to leave yeshiva? Beautiful question. The answer is like this. One has to have a seat book from his learning. One has to feel accomplished. When one feels accomplished in what he's doing, when one understands how much he's accomplished by learning Torah, he will enjoy it. Accomplishing equals enjoyment. For a person to be satisfied, he has to understand how much he's accomplishing. When a person hustles, when a person learns Torah, he understands how much he's building every moment of Torah, he would enjoy learning more and more and more. He would not want to leave learning Torah. One of the main problems that we have in yeshiva is I remember the term when yeshiva is ter- learning Torah is not for me. 
learning to there's no such thing, and I say this with the full confidence of a Thai, there is no such thing as a Jew who says learning is not for me. Learning is for every single person. What happens is, one Bachar, one Yeshiva Bachar can look at another student in the same class and say, oh wow, he's so smart, he gets the Gemara, the Talmud much faster, but he takes much slower. Oh wow, look at this guy, he knows so much Talmud, I know nothing. The problem starts when one starts looking at other people and then compares it to himself. What happens is he doesn't feel accomplished. And when one doesn't feel accomplished because he feels like he's not doing enough comparing it to other people in the class, when one doesn't feel accomplished, when one doesn't have sipuk, that's when he loses the enjoyment of learning. When one loses the enjoyment of learning, he leaves learning. So there's no such concept as a Jew who doesn't like learning. It's a Jew who doesn't feel he got accomplished from learning because maybe he didn't really understand how much he's truly accomplishing. But if we truly believe the words of the Torah, which we do, but just remind yourself that you truly believe, the Chazal tell us literally every moment of Torah is Talmud Torah Keneged Kulam. The goal of Vina goes to how many schar. Let's say a person learns for 60 minutes. Rabbi, I'm very bad at math. Can we do this? Let's say every moment is a mitzvah. Not let's say. It is. Every moment of Torah is a mitzvah. If a person learns in yeshiva without talking, not looking at the phone, for 30 minutes, how many mitzvahs did he accomplish in 30 minutes? If every second is a mitzvah while you're learning. And learning means talking learning or thinking learning, in the Gemara, by the way. So 30 minutes worth of thinking and learning or talking and learning. So 60 seconds times, I'm saying, 60, 60 times 60 is... 60 times, wait, yes, yeah, times 30. 60 times 60 times 30. Okay, is... 108,000. 108,000 108, mitzvot in 30 minutes. Holy moly. Did you hear that? 108,000 mitzvot in 30 minutes. In 30 minutes. Imagine a person had the right glasses. You're able to see mitzvot. You're able to see manufacturers of mitzvot every time a person says a racha. Every time a person puts on film. Every moment of Torah. Imagine Hashem gave you those glasses. You're able to see the malachim, the angels that you create through learning Torah. They don't want to be a challenge. Every person is going the challenge is to understand that that is happening without you seeing it. The Torah tells us every moment of Torah is a mitzvah. Do you know how accomplishing that is? 30 minutes of Torah? Imagine you live three hours in Shiva, four hours in Shiva, then first sitter, second sitter, ninth sitter, and then Friday morning, the Shabbat. Holy moly. You know what we should do? I told us to Bachar a couple of weeks ago, somebody actually from this show, Chacham Rabbi, called me up, and he says, how do you feel accomplished in learning? So I told him this concept. How about you take yourself a little notebook, a diary, and even though it's not the best thing to do in the long run, but for now, it will help you feel accomplished. You know what you do? You start marking how many mitzvahs you did that day. Start just like a person has to do mad brachas, b'chayam, a hundred brachas, and you have to count a hundred brachas. How about you count how many minutes of Torah you learned? At the end of the week, take a calculator and say if every second is a mitzvah, Tama Torah, every second is a mitzvah, how many mitzvahs did I do this week? You're going to feel so accomplished. You're going to like afterwards when you get your paycheck. A person counts the dollars, he feels like that. that, that. Feel like he's, so, he's so happy, his, his eyes light up and he counts the cash. I'm working a whole month worth of salary. When you count the mitzvahs that you do, you're going to feel much happier. You're going to feel accomplished because you are accomplishing. When you're accomplishing something, you love it, you're going to enjoy it, you're going to want to keep on going, you're not going to want to leave the building. Understand that when you're learning in yeshiva, especially in our generation, the world stands on you. The world depends on these, the teenagers of 2021, the world depends on you. When you're learning in yeshiva, you have to understand you are a huge pillar that's holding up the world for the next generation. 
At every moment you have in yeshiva, accomplish and grab and build yourself as much as possible because you will be a general in Amishal in the next generation. Amazing. And also, <laughs> I know people right now are taking out uh, the calculators. And uh, I think I might have messed up the calculation, oh, yeah, <laughs> but but I know that I'm saying every second is is the same. <laughs> I, I, I think I have to go back to to, to algebra 101 or something. But um, but every second is a mitzvah. So 60 seconds of 60 mitzvahs times 30 is 1800. But there's also another calculation that says that the Chavetz Chaim said that, 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 that every every word of every word of Torah they say is a mitzvah. You could average say 200 words, um, um, 200 words every. Minute, so that's times thirty six thousand. So, Lamaisa practically, there's there's no there's no there's no mitzvah there's no there's no there's no deed that you can do greater, and it collects as many mitzvahs as learning Torah. It's still how much eighteen hundred mitzvahs for thirty minutes? Yeah. Say how much mitzvahs? Eighteen hundred for thirty minutes. Eighteen hundred, yes. Okay, eighteen hundred. <sighs> I apologize for the. What do you mean the concept is still the same? Concept? The calculator, yeah, the concept is the same. <laughs> okay, well, and. Um, and, uh, we'll end up with uh, 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 one last smaller question um, that um, I saw recently. That that, um, that, that just uh, just thinking about the whole pandemic which we're going through, and um, and and we have to the importance we we all have to, we all have to wear masks, we all have to social distance, we have to be six feet apart from one another. But also, but also just like this concept of like of like sometimes like like we we've been going through this for for almost a year. And um, this whole concept of like of like of like we're not we're, obviously we have to be distant from one another, but sometimes like we have, how do we how do we focus also on let's say um, the per, the people who, the, as, as I'm saying I've, I've spoken to mental health professionals and we've had some share and panels with them they've said that's a rabbi, um, they they said that 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 um, the depression and stress and loneliness has been increased to to uh, exponentially how how do we how do we whether whether you're somebody um, maybe you know a friend or whatever it is. Maybe you don't know they're lonely, but how do you focus on the next? How do you think of the next person? Not not getting into the whole mental health area, but how do you think of the next person who might be lonely? Because because we're because um, like okay, if I'm me myself, maybe I have a few family members, or whatever it is. But some people, like I remember, like, like even on Facebook, there was like there's some people they spent they spent their first seder by themselves. It was like, like how do you what, what do you say about this? That's a tough question. Uh, that's a very tough question. Before I answer, I would um, refer anybody who's listening to listen to a Rabbi Dubi Ben Shushan Shlita's speech, Lel Tishabov, of uh, this year. I believe it's um, on itorah.com. Now let me say that, but it's on itorah.com. Dubi Ben Shushan, he gave a speech, Lel Tishabov, three hours worth, specifically about your question, Rabbi, about how to help Jews that are in quarantine. How to help Jews that are right now are stuck in their houses. So if you really want to listen to go look at that speech of Duvi Bishushan, Lel Tishabov, 2020. To answer your question is a phone call. A phone call. You know, we have a gift. It's called electronics in our generation. It can be used both ways. It can be used to chasish all negative things. It can be used to damage. Or a person can use it for a positive thing. Everything has a bracha and a kola to it. The bracha that we have with our phones and with the Zoom calls and all this WhatsApp videos and all these things, uh, Skype, there's a big bracha to it. And that is, although you can't see the person, you just picking up the phone or you having a Zoom call with somebody that you know who's lonely. Of course, you don't tell them, by the way, you're lonely, I'm going to call you. But you pick up the phone and you want to talk to them. 
Don't think it's a small thing. These things make a huge, huge difference. I remember, it's time it happened to me, I had a friend that I haven't spoken to in like a year, a friend from Yeshiva. For some reason, as I was driving, I believe it was back from Queens, I was start, I started to think about this guy. I was like, you know, I have a thing. If I think about somebody, I rather would pick up my phone and I send like a question mark or like a hey type of thing. Like we have to keep up with something because I don't want to forget that I have to call that person. But this person I haven't spoken to in at least a year. And I kept on thinking about it. I was like, you know, let me give him a call. I gave him a call and it's unbelievable. That conversation that we had, he told me that Yaakov, you gave me so much chizik because it happens to be, I cannot say over the story. But literally that day, he went through a very hard time, very hard period, part of his time of his life with his family. So it was Mamash Min Shemayim, it was one phone call. But all it was was one phone call. Anyways, we talk all day. I don't Anyways, we're on our phones all day. Why not utilize our phones for different mitzvah, for chesed? Yes, it's awkward. It might be awkward. Or let's say calling your grandparents every single Erev Shabbat. Do you know how much it means to grandparents? Or how about calling your father? Or calling your mother? Not because you need something. Not, hey, dad, hey, mom. Can I get some money? Hey, are we doing this? Hey, what's going on? No. Hi, mom. How was your day? How are you doing? Hey, dad. How was your day? How are you doing? How was life? Where, where are you? What are you up to? Just to keep up to show that you care about them. Just to keep up to show that you care about your grandparents. So my message to that question is, pick up the phone, make a phone call, try your best to talk to them and have a conversation. It's very important to them. And never underestimate how much kohot and how much you can accomplish just by a phone call. Very touching answer, amazing. Um, and um, um, that will do it for tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And um, definitely, everyone, share this link. Don't um, don't be selfish. Uh, spread this amazing uh, messages that we're in, the questions and answers that we're getting here tonight. Um, and make sure to tune in every Monday night, toranytime.com slash chazak2, C-H-A-Z-A-Q number two, toranytime.com slash chazak2. Email us your questions to eventsachazak.org. E-V-E-N-T-S at C-H-A-Z-A-Q dot O-R-G. And again, um, this uh, year should be a big schos uh, merit for Fushlim of Malka Bas Rachel. You also, uh, ben Rachel. Also, you can email us any uh, names for Fushlim if you um, know anyone. Thank you for joining us. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.